0: On October 7th, 2021, my father, Lee Fretz, passed away at the age of 67. Dad was the kindest, most hardest working, and toughest man I will ever know. I've talked about Dad's cancer diagnosis in 2001 in his head and neck he had a couple of operations over the years he had radiation and since 2006 my father was cancer free he lived cancer free for the rest of his life when he was initially diagnosed he told my my mother my brother and i courageously that he's going to beat this. And he did. Dad was dealt a pretty rough hand for the last few years of his life. He went on oxygen. He had a feeding tube, a G-tube. Yet he never complained once. My father was a man... Who let his actions speak louder than his words? Dad loved the outdoors. He loved fishing. He loved his lifelong profession of butchering, one of his absolute passions. I will always reflect and remember and treasure. Some memories I have with him. We had a family business some time ago. My father, my grandfather, my uncle co-ran a family butcher shop. And when Grandpa Fretz passed away, my uncle took it over. And my dad worked for him for several years until my uncle sold the shop. And my dad wound up working for the new owners up until he had to return. Tire or stop working. When I was a kid, every Saturday would be spent driving down the dirt roads past our house, looking for empty beer cans or puffballs or asparagus to pick to have with our lunch. And at lunchtime, my dad and I would watch wrestling. While I'm not sure my dad was The man who introduced me to pro wrestling nor was he the man responsible for me falling in love with professional wrestling i might have to give some credit to my childhood friends for that and some of my cousins for that but it was a tradition when we came home from the butcher shop or the auction sales barn Or from whatever we were doing just out for a drive. We'd fry up some bacon, some toast, and whatever. And watch Bret Hart wrestle Owen Hart. Or watch Joint the Clown feud with Jerry the King Lawler and Bam Bam Bigelow. We would watch Papa Shango put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior. And it was this these quiet times I thoroughly enjoyed with my dad. I like to talk. My dad liked the quiet. I eventually came to appreciate the quiet. And there's not much else I can really put into words about what my father meant to me. If I can be... Brutally, brutally honest with you folks, I. I still wrestle with if it's, if this is real or not. You know, I was with dad, not long before he passed away. You know we we went into the hospital. We hung out, and my dad told my brother and I how much he loved us and how much he's proud of us. We're not a very affectionate family. So, these words mean so much more, especially now. And we were there. Uh, We sent my mom upstairs. They were like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, we love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. We get home and... We're not home for very long before we got the, the phone call that he, he had gone. I'm guessing he he held on for us. He held on to hold our hands and, and and be with us one more time. I will always value the relationship I had with my father. Whether it was those trips down the back road pick up the beer cans whether it was going fishing going to check up at the cottage or just having a quiet beer on the porch I will do my damnedest to represent you know the fret's name to represent my father and to hopefully make him proud Dad, Donald Fretz, also known to those whom he loved as Tim. Uh, long story short, think Lassie, you'll make the connection. This episode is dedicated to my father. I also want to take this time to thank everyone, either affiliated or not affiliated with WrestleAttic Radio, whether you're a listener, whether you're a member of our Patreon. You're a friend. You're a family member, or you're a curious onlooker, hearing this podcast for the first time. Thank you all so much for for reaching out, for checking up on me, for texting me, giving condolences to to my family. It it means a lot. It it truly does. I. I'm not good at putting these things into words. And I love every single one of you. Whomever's ear holes this is in right now, I love you. Please, please know that. And now I'm going to go through the rest of the invasion throughout the next few weeks, do a couple of other episodes here and there. Definitely taking some time off for the holidays. uh, The first Christmas without without pops is going to suck, but it's also going to be a blessing because I get to spend it with the other folks whom I love. So... This one's for you, Dad. What's going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 49 of the Fretzelmania podcast for Tim. I'm Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E, mania. This podcast can be found on Russell Addict Radio, The Cure, for the common wrestling podcast on all common listening platforms today i am almost picking up where i left off i'm talking about monday night raw from october 29th 2001 from louisville kentucky it is the aftermath from no mercy and somebody is going to be joining the alliance hmm i wonder who it is Vincent Shane McMahon have a street fight rematch. And... Oh, so much more. We're on the road to the Survivor Series. The end is almost here. Thank the Lord. Before I dive on into this uh, here, folks, a couple of things. I want to thank everyone so much for for reaching out to my family and I when, when Dad passed away, for offering your condolences, offering your love. It, it means just so, so much, and I treasure you. I love you, and I thank you so much for that. Also, while I was... On hiatus for a little bit i learned that my good brother from russell addict radio south mance is uh gonna be leaving the gift of podcast the delight show will will be no more and as uh, king ricky said on kings of the rings this past week it's a see you later Uh, Mance, thank you so much for your contributions. Not only to Wrestle Attic Radio, you predate Wrestle Attic Radio. Heck, you were there during the Rant with Ant Network way back when I actually started listening to to Wrestle Attic Radio and Rant with Ant. Uh, You've done so, so much. I remember that radio show you did with Maddie Wilson. Was that 90... 90 something I can't remember what it was called then you get onto the gift of podcast how i found you when you were going through the last of wcw and it was just so fun listening to you painstakingly go through the the horror that was wcw in the year 2000 and as we've gotten to know each other a little bit, I've come to know that you are just a stand-up guy. You stand up for the right things. You are a solid man. You're a man of God as well. And you know, you're the kind of man of God that I would look up to, despite the fact you are three years younger than me. Mance, you're a solid family man. You know where your priorities lie. And just congrats on on everything with uh with your new job, your new hustle with the Postal Service. I wish you nothing but the best. And Mance, uh, there's always room for another mic on Fretzelmania if you ever want to talk about some WCW or or any kind of wrestling, even some AEW like Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. Uh, check, please. Uh, bro, this ain't goodbye. This is see you later. This is see you in either the, the group chat or, or on Twitter. Uh, all the best, Mance. Cheers, bro. Now, where was I? I left off after October 8th monday night raw from 2001 now i recorded that show i think on the sunday or the monday before i knew anything that was happening with my father it he went rather quickly and peacefully but yeah i left off on on that show i was about to review October 15th, Monday Night Raw from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, where Mick Foley made his triumphant return as the commissioner of the WWF. Herein lies the problem. William Regal is the commissioner. However, they worked out some kind of deal where Regal's the alliance commissioner, but Foley's the WWF commissioner. Very convoluted, very weird. This doesn't last long, and it just adds something else to the mess that is the invasion angle. And this show went like this. I'm not going to go through all the backstage bits here. I just have a match listing for the results here. The Dudley Boys defeated the Big Show in a 2-on-1 handicap match. Jacqueline and the APA, accompanied by Tough Enough winner Nydia, defeated Lance Storm, Mighty Molly, and The Hurricane. In a match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, Rob Van Dam defeated Champion The Rock by DQ, meaning The Rock still retains, not a Canadian rules match. Billy Kidman defeated Taz. Chris Jericho defeated Rhino by DQ. I think this was Rhino's last match before his neck injury. Edge defeated X-Pac, and since this took place in Canada, there was a backstage bit here that I still remember, where Christian got a phone call saying that, oh, Grandma something, or Great Aunt, hortense or someone is uh, sick in the hospital and we have to go and then it wound up being an ambush by the alliance and christian and in the main event we had booker t and steve austin defeating kurt angle and the undertaker the next raw was from october 22nd 2001 i believe this one was the night after no mercy now i am going to try and watch and review no mercy and get it up on patreon but it might be a tad late now this one took place in the kemper arena in kansas city missouri lita and trish stratus defeated ivory and mighty molly in a match for the wcw cruiserweight championship Anyone forget that was a thing? Tajiri defeated champion Billy Kidman to win the title. Kurt Angle defeated Rhino to win the United States Championship. Bradshaw defeated the Hurricane to win the European title. Yeah, JBL, a European champion. Kane and The Undertaker defeated Booker T and Test. In a hardcore title match, RVD retained against the Big Show. And in a match for the Tag WWE Tag Team Championship, Willie T's favorite gimmick, the Strange Bedfellow Tag Team of of budding rival rivals, Chris Jericho, the WCW champion, and The Rock, defeated the Dudley Boys to win the titles weird isn't it again no mercy i'm trying i'm gonna try and get this up in the next little while you might get it in november because of october's music video games tv some of it's kind of nuts and spoiler alert for survivor series in november the simpsons have their halloween special in november (laughs) So, this episode of Monday Night Raw takes place in Louisville, Kentucky, and I swear that Vince McMahon here promised someone from the Alliance was defecting to the WWE. However, later on in the night, Shane McMahon promised the very same thing, but vice versa. We see Vince McMahon lead the WWE locker room to the ring. They surround the ring and all these people is a veritable who's who, who's that. And oh yeah, you're still employed here, members of of the company. I swear I may have saw it. like S.A. Rios, like Kai and Ty were out here. Saturn was out there. Yeah, Saturn just had a pay-per-view match in September over uh, a deceased MOP, but since then he had been, you know, not really much of a presence. Previously on Raw, Vince McMahon challenged the Alliance to a winner-take-all match at Survivor Series. So like I'm sick of this invasion crap, this Alliance crap. It's got to be
1: one or the other.
0: And man, I'm sick of this alliance crap too. <laughs> At Survivor Series, the WWF is gonna wipe the alliance off the face of the earth. And they show this really fucked up disturbing bit where backstage on SmackDown previous to this uh Shane and Stephanie set a trap basically, to meet Vince McMahon somewhere, so the children could talk to their mother alone. Eventually, it got to Shane holding back his own mother for Linda to slap. No, God, Stephanie to slap her own mother in the face, but it was eh, ever so lightly. But Shane was intimidating his mom here, and he got a slap in the face before, you know, Shane held his mom back for the daughter to slap. Yeah, this family is all kinds of, of messed up. And Vince told Shane, you know, I, I, I wouldn't worry about Survivor, surviving Survivor Series. I'd worry about surviving tonight after what you did to my wife, your own mother. And of course, Jr. says oh, that's going to be a trip to the woodshed for young Shane McMahon. And in this chaos, Vince McMahon unveils Team WWF. The Undertaker, Kane, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, and The Rock. Stephanie McMahon then comes to the ring, serenaded by catcalls, whistles, slut chants. You know, the usual. Her and her crimped hair says, I have an announcement of my own. Shane and I might be a ruthless two-headed monster, as Vince would call them. But we're clever. We set you up. We set our mom up and you saw that bit where Linda slaps Shane ever so slightly. And then Steph returned the favor, but then Linda sells it like death. And then to turn the heel nozzle up just a little bit more. Stephanie dedicates their match to their mother. man Freud and Oedipus would have a field day with this freaking family and it's like you know Shane says I'd like to take pleasure in systematically taking you apart tonight and I promise that someone from the WWF defects to the Alliance Angle <coughs> and I'm looking at them right now Angle <coughs> And Vince, while you still have some teeth left, chew on that. Backstage, Austin and Deborah wonders who's joining the Alliance. Well, Deborah wonders. Steve Austin, he kind of knows. And he's talking to his watch. He's like, you know what my watch is saying? It's time for Shane to open up a can of whoop-ass on his old man. Rob Van Dam versus Edge for the Intercontinental title. RVD's hardcore championship is not on the line. We hear Durango number 95. <laughs> Never gonna stop. Edge's awesome Rob Zombie theme, although somewhat unsuitable for him. I mean, Metalingus is definitely a better suited theme for Edge, but for a time, yeah, this did the trick. And best of all, it's unedited on the network. So every time I watch an edge match from 2001 till early 2003, which, spoiler alert, is going to be part of the podcast, I'll be hearing lots of Rob Zombie. But yet, Uncle Cracker remains censored on the network. And somewhere I can hear Kyle from the... Hardest part of the ring, the Apron Bump podcast. Just swearing about it. Shout out, Kyle. And then, oh, right, this is in the South. I hear the obnoxious freaking air horns throughout this match. Edge does a flapjack, and there is a reminder here from Paul Heyman that RVD pinned The Rock on SmackDown. Why is this a thing? Because The Rock is no longer the WCW champion. But RVD also pinned Austin, Angle, and The Rock in separate matches. So he was really putting over the whole effing show. And Paul Heyman is alluding to, if the Alliance wins at Survivor Series, Jr. is out of a job. Maybe I'll bring, I don't know, Shivani or something like that. Yeah, imagine Tony Shivani on Raw. Tony Shivani did spend some time in the WWE in the very early 90s. Uh, seriously, watch Royal Rumble '90. He is a commentator on that show was, he was okay but then you know wcw came a colin again and he went back and he's been on tnt ever since rvd goes for the split legged moonsault but gets knees from edge rolling thunder and there's this random dude seriously go to this episode of raw uh october 29th 2001 And you'll see this dude's number, and it is not blurred on the network like a lot of these 800, 900 number signs or the um, hotline remains unblurred for most of them. I did not call and check to see if this number works because A, long distance, B, total stranger, and C, um, repeat A. (laughs) A and B. Eventually, uh, RVD goes for the five star frog splash, misses nobody in the pool, execution, and still intercontinental champion, the rated PG superstar Edge. Backstage, Taz asks Stone Cold who's jumping ship. Stone Cold calls Taz nosy, and he's saying to his watch again, Stone Cold's trying to get over this talking to his watch gimmick, and Taz is saying, hey, It's saying, time to tell Taz. And he's like, hang on. No. Uh, I can't understand your watch. It it speaks Spanish. No, my watch is saying, don't be so damn nosy. That kind of thing. Backstage, the APA are playing cards. And they're also wondering who's jumping ship. This is like, who's the mole from the summertime? And Bradshaw goes to Farouk. Hey, Ron, you're a former WCW champion. I'll be damned. Just kidding. And then Perry Saturn says, go fish. Get it? Because they're playing cards. And Saturn is, (coughs) anyways, uh, Tim White, I think, come in here and says, there's a big WWF meeting here and it's being called by Chris Jericho. And then Perry Saturn steals all the beer. That, or he's doing the AP a favor and taking all the six packs to the locker room to disperse them. Wrestlers' Court. It's a real thing. Look it up. The Hurricane and Mighty Molly with their proper entrance music now versus Tajiri and Tori. Tajiri is the new WCW Cruiserweight champion and goes all over the hurricane in this match. Eventually, this is a big old schmoz where while Tajiri is locking the hurricane in the tarantula, Mighty Molly. Rolls up Tori with the tights and wins. We see the Chris Jericho WWF beating here. It looks like basically the cast of Jacked, like Funaki, Taka, Saturn. Maybe the Brooklyn Brawler was in there somewhere. APA. Yeah, APA is heavily featured on Raw, but they're also heavily featured on Jacked and Heat. (laughs) Anyways, you can also see Kurt Angle's in there. Uh... The Rock makes his way in here a little bit late and he talks about how WCW and ECW were the worst. I spent time there and it sucked. And he gives an open challenge to the turncoat to reveal themselves. But The Rock walks in. And The Rock is just like, who do you think you are calling a meeting for the WWF? Since when are you a leader? And Jericho says, since I beat you for the WCW title, he's like, you won the big one once. I've been winning big ones since you were on Nitro, getting your ass kicked by Juventud Guerrera. What is The Rock's obsession with Juventud Guerrera? Like, seriously, those two should have had a match. I mean, when the Mexicals came around, The Rock should have done a comeback tour Just to make fun of juventude and maybe squash him like he squashed the Wyatt family at WrestleMania 33. You came from WCW and you're the champ. But The Rock is WWE through and through. And The Rock says that no one is stupid enough to jump ship to the Alliance. (coughs) Angle. Excuse me. Uh, Angle and JBL have a bit here where it's SmackDown Your Vote campaign. Yes, George W. was elected last year. Um, bullshit oh and they're encouraging people to smack down their vote just because this isn't a federal election year doesn't mean there are local voting going around at the time so they encourage young Americans everywhere to vote and since Canada just had a federal election and unfortunately re-elected King Trudeau Go out and vote, peace. Austin and Deborah have a backstage bit here saying that their meeting is stupid. William Regal comes in here and he wants to know who is jumping ship to the Alliance. <coughs> and he's like, oh, do you want to tell me who's joining? And speaking of <coughs> well, Regal has a match with him later. And he says, oh, can you get Kurt to come and see me in private? The Brothers of Destructions are backstage. Taker and Kane, and Chris Jericho is pissed that they weren't there, and Taker rightly says, who the hell do you think you are, you sod-off ant? and they start insinuating who's who and who's what, and Jericho's like, I'm not insinuating that you're the one joining the Alliance, and he stares at Kane, that's gotta be Kane, except it's not. DDP comes out to the ring. And he has a surprise for us. He knows who's joining the alliance. He's big. He's huge. He's a superstar of gigantic proportions. It's the big show. Which would make sense. Kind of. He's a freak who makes funny noises. He's fat. Out of shape. I feel attacked right now. And it's like. That's not a bad thing. That's. A good way. He's like, hey Big Show, I like you. And you you like me, right? And I can help you like you. And then chokeslam. Nope, Big Show's not joining the alliance. Big Show walks away. And I I think he's on team WWF at Survivor Series, right? Right? So Kurt Angle <laughs> visits Vince McMahon. And it's like, Austin wants to meet with me? I'll kick his ass. And Vince is giving him a look. He's like, hey, what are you giving me that look for? And Vince is just like, just find out what's on Stone Cold's mind. And bring this. A 2 by 4 Ho! Get well soon, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Like, seriously. And this is where I'm going to take an ad break. Which is brought to you by JVC, Twix, and Honda. We'll see you after these messages. Not by them, unfortunately. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rosé, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to Fretzelmania, folks. We are right here. At Booker T and Test versus The Rock and Y2J for the WWE Tag Team Championships. And this is just a giant schmoz because Rock and Chris Jericho are still kind of sort of not really actually, yes, they are feuding. The Rock accidentally hits Chris Jericho when he was when he was aiming for test on the ring apron. And just as there was a pinfall happening here, Chris Jericho bullogs the Rock. Did Chris Jericho join the Alliance? No. He hits the Breakdown on the Rock and leaves. But then he interrupts Test pinning the Rock. So he wants to win, but he doesn't. But he doesn't want to win, but he does. Rock bottom on Chris Jericho. Rock goes away and comes back. Eventually, big old schmoz here. Chris Jericho locks the walls of Jericho on Test. He taps out, and the odd-couple tag team here of The Rock and Jericho are still tag team champions. The American hero with the 2x4 in his hand, again, get well soon, Jim Duggan, meets with Stone Cold. It's like, hey, put the 2x4 down. I don't want to fight you. I need you to trust me. Oh, DTA, Steven. I've already fought you. I want to talk to you man to man. I want to invite you right here, right now to join the Alliance. Do it. And then Kurt Angle's like, no, tell me who's actually joining. And Angle insinuates that it's The Rock. Because he would. And Austin's like, I can't tell you. Yeah, because Kurt Angle is the one that's going to join the Alliance. Oh crap, I forgot to cough. Oh crap. Rock is found backstage saying to Jericho, When you try the rock, you get your ass whooped. And Michael Cole says that, Yeah, the Kurt Angle just implied that you would join the alliance. Which way to Kurt Angle's locker room? Well, right over there. Stacy versus Lita. And we see a recap from SmackDown where Stacy's amazing butt cost the Hardy Boys the tag team WCW. Tag Team Championship. You know the the, the Stacy bendy over a bit over the ropes. Uh, Matt Hardy gets a good look up in there and eats a 3D as a result. Matt has eyes for Stacy, but is still dating her opponent tonight, Lita. Stacy is tossed out of the ring, and Lita dives onto her, but eats nothing but the guardrail. Matt checks on Lita. Rolls her into the ring, but Stacy grabs him, kisses him, and then tries to pin uh, Lita. Nope. Twist of fate, and that's it for Stacy. Matt Hardy goes in for a hug, goes in for a celebrate, but Lita wants nothing to do with it. Because, I guess, she saw Stacy assault Matt and thought something was there. She needs some space. Oh, boy. Kurt Angle and The Rock have a little pep talk backstage, and it's like, you imply that The Rock is t- is is a, is a turncoat? No, don't question The Rock's loyalty. And then The Rock stares at Kurt. It's like, what? Get serious. Me? No. Yes. WWF New York and I Am Not Booked Tonight is Commissioner Foley plugging his, his new book, Halloween Hijinks, which I think is a Christmas book. But still, funny stuff here. You can hear feedback coming from the TV to the monitors to Mick Foley. It, it just sounds bad. The commentators ask Foley about why did you book Rockin' Y2J? Well, it's because they came to me. They wanted this match. And then William Regal, the Alliance Commissioner, and I worked on a compromise where we put both tag team championships on the line from both companies in two separate matches. This is weird. You have two commissioners, and the the invasion's over in like four weeks. So what's the point? If you were looking into doing the separate show thing, like was the alleged planned all along, I would have been okay with the two power uh, people in power here. But this is this is weird. It's weird. William Regal, the Alliance Commissioner versus Kurt Angle for the WCW United States Championship. Now, if you had these two in their prime, given like 20 minutes, they would put on an absolute clinic. But this was a rather quick match. Uh, The U.S. title is a title I believe that eluded Sir William during his WCW run. He's like a three, four-time TV champion and a multi-time tag team champion. Don't think he ever won the U.S. I might be wrong. A WCW historian can definitely call me out on this. Uh, Mance, I give you permission. Uh, hardest part of the ring. Kyle, you as well. A- anyone here. If I'm wrong, please let me know. William Regal's proper heel theme, the one that he still uses today, the... Big USA chance to go up against the evil Brit. Sorry. Uh, Suplex City by Kurt Angle, and the straps come off. ruh William Riga goes for that running knee trembler spot that he loves to do, but is countered into an ankle lock. He taps out very quickly, and Kurt Angle is still the U.S. champion. Backstage, Taker and Vince have a very awkward exchange where Vince says, hey, good luck in your match tonight. And Taker's like, hey, man, that's a crock. I've been here for almost 11 years And I've never had as much as a kiss my ass from you. What's up? What's really on your mind? Tell me why you're really here. You're nervous, aren't you? You're nervous that me or Kane are going to jump ship. That we're going to screw you. Well, no. No, no they don't. WCW Tag Team Championship. The Dudley Boys versus the Brothers of Destruction. How many times am I going to see this friggin' match? I swear this match has been at least once a month during the entire run of the invasion. Even just before it started, you know, after WrestleMania 2000, I swear they had they had this match here. Uh, it's a big old schmoz, it's a big old Dudley Boys versus Brothers of Destruction match that we've seen before. Taker goes for the old school, but he gets crotched. Kane eats a 3D, and the Dudley Boys are still... WCW Tag Team Championship and that sentence hurts my brain Vince and Shane have their X7 Street Fight rematch complete with chairs and trash cans and kendo sticks Uh, bin lid shots, low blows Shane going for the Shooting Star Press with the trash can but eats nothing but the trash can Shane gets a bin lid a kendo stick shot, a monitor shot Lays Vince on the announced table. Does the flying elbow through said table. Vince kicks out. Shane McMahon tries to go with the finisher that he used to dispose of his father at WrestleMania. Except without Linda McMahon kicking Vince in the Grapefruits. The Van Terminator, the coast to coast with the trash can. Shane McMahon attempts that. But Vince kind of reverses it and kind of bumps the trash can into Shane. Booker T and Test interfere. Are they? Oh, wait. They're at the Alliance. Never mind. Taker interferes. (gasps) Is he gonna? Nope. Last ride on Booker T. William Regal with the Regal Cutter on the Dead Man. The Rock and freaking Paul Heyman here with the Bobby Heaton Call of the Year. Yeah, but whose side is he on? Uh, the WWF side because he rock bottoms Regal. Austin hits the stunner on the rock. Kurt Angle comes into the ring with a chair and immediately nails Chris Jericho with it. Nails the rock. Oh my gosh. Kurt Angle joins the alliance. Why? Ooh, this pissed me off to no, no end. Oh, and uh, Shane McMahon pins Vince to win the match. Kurt Angle, the man who has been feuding with Stone Cold Steve Austin since June, is now joining the man who tried to break his neck, joining the man who stole his gold medals, joining the man whom he beat for the title in his hometown And then they traded the title back and Stone Cold beat him for it. And now he's in the alliance for no reason. I know I said a couple of weeks ago, this is where everything fell off the rails. This is where the train went off the tracks and crashed into a bush. Because, yikes, Kurt Angle joining the Alliance, it ends up being a ruse anyways. Gah. What do I remember from this show, Kurt Angle joining the Alliance? What did I forget from this show, um, Kurt Angle joining the Alliance? What would I change? Kurt Angle doesn't join the Alliance. <laughs> We're almost there, folks. We're so fucking close. So, before I wrap up this episode of Fretzelmania, I have to mention something cool. Uh, I just watched Crown Jewel, which would also go to show you when I recorded this show, and it was actually a pretty enjoyable show. Edge and Seth Rollins... Killed it in Hell in a Cell. Fantastic match. Might be on the match of the year list contender, but the coolest moment of all. All hail King Woods, the Kang. Now, I wasn't an avid watcher of Up, Up, Down, Down. I would see it occasionally, uh, maybe bits and bops and just small clips from it, but I know our very own King Ricky. Loves the GM mode that Xavier Woods does on, on his channel. And Xavier Woods is the King of the Ring, defeating Finn Balor clean in a pretty damn good match, I must say. And this is a childhood dream of Woods's since you know since he was a lad. You know, he watched people like Brett and Owen Hart and King Rebel and And so many more take this crown. And he's like, yeah, titles are cool. And this is the singles accolade that I wanted. Like, you know, yeah, tag team titles. Awesome. I love the uh, original, like the, the white strap intercontinental. That's cool. But this is something, this is something he want, wanted. And they gave it to him. A feel good moment for, excuse me, one of the nicest one of the best dudes on the roster now each member of the new day they they have their thing right i know biggie and kofi are both wwe champions but to xavier this is about as i don't want to speak for him because i don't know austin creed personally but this is as big as accolade for him as as the the title wins i guess But that only means that Xavier Woods has to be the WWE champion at some point in time. Even if it's a transitional period for the Money in the Bank winner, just why not? One, just so we can say that the New Day has all been the champion. But this is so cool. This is so awesome. I love that he won it. I love that Woods is the person that won it. Now I want to go back and watch some of his King of the Ring GM mode things. The rest of the show, like, Le- Lesnar and Roman put on a pretty damn good match, but one of the best matches I, I watched during my time away was Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson on Rampage. No, on the Rampage pre-show on fucking YouTube. Man, that match was wild. I-, I I can't put it into words. Like, I haven't been able to put anything in- into decent words over the past little while, so... So yeah, and I press on. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thank you very much for for being there for me. Thank you very much for for listening, for being a friend, for texting me, messaging me, reaching out. It again, it means so much. And just continue to keep everyone in my family in your prayers as we you know, as we move on, as as we press on, you know, my my dad wouldn't want me to stay not busy for long. If there was something to do, he said, "You, you know what? You take care of your business. You do what you need to do. There's a time for everything. There's a time to work. And there's a time to play." And yeah, next week, folks is. Fifty? No way! I'm getting on to uh, one year of Fretzelmania solo on Russell Attic Radio. Although a long time, people will know that I've been doing Fretzelmania since 2018. That's still such a cool, cool accomplishment, and I can't wait to see what the next little while brings. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> one more thing: uh, Nate, the effort, great heel promo of the year. Follow us on. <laughs> Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter. Wrestle addict Radio on Instagram. Listen to our shows. The Kings of the Rings podcast. The, oh, I must apologize. Although the Delight show is no longer podcasting, go back onto his back catalog and listen to his shows. It's really, really good stuff. And Mr. YLP, the Young Lions Perspective. Thank y'all. God bless. I love y'all tons. Till next time.